to the Hope is Powerful podcast. My name is Karen Sebastian Worth, affectionately known as the Hope Lady, and I'm here to share with you a hope infusion. I know you may be in a dark place right now, but you will get through it. You can go from rock bottom to the mountaintop. Let's start taking steps towards that today. Welcome to Hope is Powerful podcast. This is Karen Sebastian Worth. I'm affectionately known as the Hope Lady, and you can listen to my first episode of this podcast to get more information on how I gained that moniker. We are working through A through Z, the ABCs of self-care for caregivers. The letter that we want to talk about right now is the letter R, receive help graciously. Our scripture is Matthew 5, 16 in the English Standard Version. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. One of the most memorable times of my caregiving journey was the first realization of just how serious my husband's condition was, and he was finally being released to go home after a long hospital stay. He had been in ICU and then in a regular room for so long. And they wanted him to go to a rehab facility, but he put his foot down and he said, I'm going home. And it was so overwhelming because I was learning how to feed him through the gastronomical peg that was now in his stomach. And that was why he had gone into the hospital, because he was no longer able to swallow. So we went into high gear. We ordered a hospital bed, and it was delivered on time. His ventilator was working well. And we ordered backup power supplies in the event of a power failure, because that was the only way he could breathe. We brought home a suction apparatus to aspirate the saliva he could no longer swallow. And we even had a machine that we could use if he needed to cough. That's how little muscle function he had in his core. Probably the greatest moment was when the entire family went into high gear to help move furniture so we could replace the old dirty carpet before he came home. And I'm so proud of how they all engaged in the process And when push comes to shove, people step up to the plate. In the beginning, I was still working and fortunately worked from home. So we settled well into a new routine. What began to happen, however, is that because my late husband, Bill, needed so much help with his personal care, is that he didn't want to bother anyone. And so I was the only one that he allowed to take care of those basic intimate needs. Two months into this arrangement where I was still working from home, I received a call telling me that I had been laid off. And we were blessed because I had severance pay and it allowed me to take care of him for an extended period of time. And money was super tight, but we managed to get by because his disability checks started coming in. What I want to talk about that happened to me in this season is that I took up the role of a victim. I began to play the suffering martyr. 
And you know, the thing about this is you don't even realize you're doing it. And people ask, how can I help? And you go, no, no, it's okay. I've got it covered. Does that describe you right now? I get it. I never auditioned for the role of a suffering martyr. I never filled out a job application. I had said, I take you, Bill, to be my lawfully wedded husband to have and to hold from this day forward. We use the traditional vows. For better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish from this day forward until death do us part. And that whole part of in sickness and in health, most of us repeat, if you use those traditional vows, repeat the words and never fully comprehend. We just don't get how they're going to apply to us. And while I was honored to fulfill this role, I never realized that I was going to have to take on so many responsibilities. What is so interesting is that I got an opportunity for some work and I went as a facilitator trainer to Mississippi. And I took this because we really needed the money. We couldn't hire someone to stay with my husband. I needed to prepare our children to fulfill that role. They were glad to help. And I began to realize that I had done them a disservice by not including them more. If you are a caregiver today and you're recognizing that sense of martyr or victim, or no one wants to help me, have you asked them specifically? I want to challenge you today with a quote from my book, The Power of Hope for Caregivers, Honor the Ride. One of the hardest parts of being a caregiver is that most people enter this role without any preparation or proper training. And once you are there, you often feel isolated and alone without knowing who to go to for help and guidance. For many, the financial sacrifice becomes an ongoing challenge as you cut back on your hours or quit your job, thus losing not only the current income, but future retirement benefits. I don't know what your caregiving scenario is right now, but I know it's unique. I know it's challenging, exhausting, at times exhilarating. It can feel unfair. At the same time, it can be an adventure you're thankful you don't miss. And that's why in the book, The Power of Hope for Caregivers, Honor the Ride, I use the analogy of whitewater rafting. You start out on what you think is going to be a fun, short excursion down the river. At some point, the process accelerates. You get a call. Your loved one is in the hospital and you're hit by unexpected waves amid the, the rapids. You suddenly have to make all these decisions and you have all these responsibilities that can threaten to overwhelm you. Just as soon as you think you've got it all settled, then you get that simple call. That sets you down another set of rapids with a brand new set of priorities. And so I want to share with you three things that you can do if you are recognizing that this is the position you are in. Active self-care is number one, stop hinting that you need help. You know what I'm talking about? It's that passive aggressive communication where if they really loved, they would step forward. The reality is, is that they're going, wow, you're doing such a good job. I don't know what I could do or if I could do it as well. When you're telling people what's going on, 
you somehow want them to insist on helping you, but they take you at your word. You say, oh, I'm okay, but thanks for asking. Then you're angry because no one steps up. Just stop that passive aggressive communication. Don't even wait for them to say, how can I help? Say, I need help with da 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 specific. That fits right into step number two, log your caregiving activities. So when I was preparing to go on that trip that would take me out of state, I made a list of everything that I was doing. By now, most of this seemed simpler to me because it was now my routine, but I needed to have it all down on paper so that the next time someone asked, how can I help? Instead, I said, I'm so glad you asked, could you please? And it was specific. This made all the difference in the world. Step number three, share the joy of honoring. Share the honor opportunities. When you are caring for someone, you are in a unique position where you can give life-giving honor to them. On the other side of the coin as well, you will have no regrets. And so you're sharing with this. I'm glad that our children were able to step up and take care of their dad. In the years since he's moved to heaven, they've said that they were grateful that they had the opportunity to do this. And in trying to spare them the pain or the extra work or the extra weight, I could have circumvented this process and they would not have had that level of gratitude. Stop hinting at your need for help. Number one. Number two, write down everything that you do. Number three, share the honor. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, that you have placed us right in this position to serve and honor our loved one. And it's so hard to keep from slipping into the martyr victim role. But I pray right now for every caregiver that is listening to this, that you transform this sense of, I don't even have a word for it, Lord, the sense of exhaustion, the sense of unfairness, that you transform it instead into a season of releasing others to share in the honor of caring for this precious one. Give them the grace to accept help from others and to even brainstorm ways that they can help. And thanks for teaching us all, as the verse said earlier, to let your light shine through our good works. We're not saying that we're good. We're just saying that you allow us to open a door so that others can have the joy of serving. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Hope is Powerful podcast. I pray that it's a blessing. If it has been on iTunes, if you're listening that way, give us a five-star review. It would mean the world. It also helps get more of the word out that there is a place where you can learn how to take care of yourself. Remember how important you are. Remember how valuable you are. Stand tall and know that you are in a unique situation and it's only going to get better as you get stronger. Talk to you next time. This is Karen Sebastian Orth, The Hope Lady. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Hope is Powerful podcast. Subscribe now and join our Facebook group, The Power of Hope, for more hope infusions. Until next time, keep looking up for hope rays.